More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popcheck, And I'm Lisa Popcheck, And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Today on More to Life, pushing back. Are your kids struggling with doubts about God, faith, or church? We're going to help you respond gracefully. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical. Theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life... Pushing back. How often do kids push back against our attempts to help them be faithful adults? We want to help you if your kids are struggling with doubts about God, faith, or church. We want to help you respond gracefully to those challenges. Of course, the first reaction that most parents have when their kid says, I don't want to go to church, or I don't want to, I don't believe in God anymore or any of those sorts of things, is to freak out, mm-hmm. understandably. Um, but that is rarely effective. <laughs> so we're going to talk about how to handle those kinds of challenges in a way that makes it safe for your kids to express those doubts, uh, makes it, helps you be confident in facing those doubts, struggles, and pushbacks, if you will, Um, and and enable you to accompany your kids through those struggles in a way that will lead, ideally, to a deeper faith experience for you and your child, perhaps your whole family. Sound interesting? Want to give us a challenge? You say, you don't know my kid? Well, well, introduce us. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that number, 877-573. Five seven three seventy eight twenty five. You know, I, I think this is a two-edged sword in terms of reaction. You know, you said most parents, when they hear their child say, I don't want to go to church, it's boring, I don't want to go, I don't like it there, that's your thing, not my thing, I don't believe in God anymore. Whether it's the whining or an active act of, of just statement, defiance statement, or anywhere in between there, I think there's actually, there's the panic that I think comes and you, you just don't know what to say and what to do and it's beyond you because it's really up to God and what do you do now and other than throw up your hands, how do you handle it? And so sometimes we panic and throw down rules and lectures and you name it. Other times I think we just say, well, that's kids today. That's the world today. What can I do? And that causes me to say, don't let that happen because the panic is genuinely coming from a place of real concern for your children which is here on earth i don't want them going down a bad moral path i don't want them falling in with the wrong kinds of people i don't want them losing hope 
because if they lose hope in God, then what do they hold on to in this world? All those sorts of thoughts that come with that and a million others. And the bigger picture, this is your kid's immortal soul that we're talking about. You know, we want our children to live with God forever in happiness with him and hopefully be there with them too so that that we can experience that eternal life with God and each other that's going to bring ultimate joy. And the thought that that might not happen, yeah, it's going to cause panic in parents. And and honestly, that's a a pretty right-on feeling when it comes to worrying about that happening. But here's the good news. Um, You you as a parent do not have to panic. In fact, uh, the less you panic, the better off you're going to (laughs) be. I'll tell you why in a second, but give us a call at 877-573-7825 and tell us about the struggles you're facing in trying to raise faithful kids or, for that matter, even bring adult kids back to the faith. If your kids are struggling in some way with their faith in God, pushing back against your values or standards, having doubts about God, faith, or church, and you're just not sure where to go with it, we want to help you out at 877 573-7825. Again, that number, 877-573-7825. I I just said that parents don't need to panic. Um, And I want to come against one of the most popular beliefs that we run into, um, that parents express, you just alluded to it, Lisa, Mm -hmm. the idea that what can I do as a faithful parent in the face of this secular culture. Yeah. How, what chance do I have of raising faithful kids? Um, isn't that just the way things go, that, that kids are, are supposed to be resistant to faith? How can I possibly kind of swim upstream, if you will, when the whole culture is a post-Christian culture that's really antagonistic and hostile to faith. Well, and more so now than ever, to the point where you wake up in the morning, you don't know which side is up, and parents are starting to get dizzy with trying to keep up with running a family in the midst of this culture. And in this uh, age of social media, and uh, you know, where we're, we're all wired into something all the time, um, parents feel pretty powerless a lot of times, so at least parents we talk to. And uh, again, we want to, you know, going to quote our hero, Pope St. John Paul the Great, and saying, be not afraid. Hmm. Um, we just came uh, several weeks ago now, about four weeks, um, from the Symposium on Catholic Family Life and Spirituality that Lisa and I organized and hosted at the University of Notre Dame. And it was a gathering of about 30 social scientists, theologians, and pastoral ministry folks, you know, all with an international reputation working with families and doing family research. One of the studies that was presented was a 50-year-long longitudinal survey, study really, of, of um, that was sponsored by uh, University of Southern California. Mm-hmm. It's a great book uh, like about it called Families and Faith through Oxford University Press. And this was a study of 350 families over, as I said, 50 years. And what the researcher, the main researcher, Vern Bengtson, found was that parents... Uh, over the length of his study, from, from the first years he was taking data 50 years ago to the current group of parents in the study, are much more effective, much more significant in influencing their kids' faith development than any other factor, including social media and culture. Uh, what he found, we'll share throughout the course of the program, but, 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 but the good news up front that I just want to say is, if you can follow some of the things we're going to talk about during this show, 
you don't you definitely don't have to be afraid of your kids pushing back against their faith now, doubts are a normal part of faith development um, and and the fact that your kids are expressing their doubts to you is actually a good thing how you handle it makes all the difference in the world but again the good news is you don't have to be afraid because according to the research and and his wasn't the only study that said this by the way parents still even in today's world even with social media even with the post-christian culture being hostile and antagonistic to our faith parents are still the most influential factor in determining whether their kids own their faith as adults now when i share that so, you know I get, it's weird I, I i keep thinking that's going to be inspiring to people when i share that with people i get a lot of pushback because people kind of feel judged by that if they're especially if their kids didn't grow up to be faithful and, and that my point is not to make you feel judged my point is to say wherever you're at whether you're raising kids or they done been raised and they're maybe rejecting your faith or values the, the good news is you can still be a positive influence there that is the good news you do not have to feel judged or criticized or somehow wanting. or overwhelmed because you didn't know how or you don't know how and and i think that we do need to remember that you know you're never done being a parent just because you've got an adult kid who's come against their faith or rejected their faith or gets up in your face about your faith that doesn't mean it's over not at it's all it's not over till That's it's just over. the beginning uh and and again you know the research shows that you as a parent do not have to be afraid we'll talk about why and what you can do about it throughout the course of the program but if you can follow some of the things we talk about on the show and by the way we unpack all this in our book discovering god together the catholic guide to raising faithful kids where we discuss the research we're going to be sharing on the program plus the tips we'll be sharing as well about why parents even in today's world are the single most important factor in determining whether their kids grow up to be faithful adults we talk about that all in Discovering God Together, the Catholic Guide to Raising Faithful Kids, to give you a step-by-step, age-and-stage guide to raising kids to faithful adulthood. You can check that out at catholiccounselors.com. But for now, give us a call with your specific questions. Introduce us to your family and to your kids and the specific things your children might be struggling with in their faith in God, your attempts to pass on your values or standards or beliefs. Let's talk about it. 877 7825 we'll take our concerns to the lord and we'll start taking your calls in the name of the father Father, and the the son and the holy Holy spirit Spirit. amen Amen. lord jesus christ we praise you and we thank you for the gift of family and, and specifically for the gift of children and we recognize that the children that we have are not our own but yours and as christian parents it's our job to raise our children to return them to you but lord it's so hard in this world that rejects you that is hostile to faith and our kids so often push back against our attempts to pass on the faith, our beliefs, our values, our standards. Help us as parents to know how to respond in grace and in love. Give us the patience that we need to come alongside them. Give, them the, give us the wisdom that we need to respond sensitively to their concerns. Give us the love that we need to lead and guide them, recapturing their hearts, drawing them closer to us, so that we can ultimately draw them closer to you. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And in the name, in the name of the Father, Father and the, the Son, and, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, the show is titled Pushing Back 
As we look at kids' struggle with doubts about God, faith, or church, we want to help you, parents and grandparents and others, respond gracefully. If your kids are struggling with their faith in God, pushing back against your values or standards, uh, resisting your attempts to pray as a family or talk about God at home, we want to help you help your kids work through those doubts or resistances. Let's talk it out at 877-573-7825. The good news is you don't have to be afraid as a parent. We're going to show you why today on the show. Let's talk now with Christiane, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Illinois. Hey, Christiane. Welcome to More, More to Life. What can we do for you? Good morning. Can you hear me? We can. What can we do for okay. you today? Um, yes, I have uh, two children, one 16 and the other one 13. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it's a boy and a girl. The, the boy is super easygoing, very easy. My 13-year-old okay. is my feisty one. She's the girl. Her name is Claire Therese after Spain. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe that's why like, she is the most trying one. And like I have noticed this summer, I came to realize that we have a very reactionary relationship. Um, I think part of it is like our our personalities, and it breaks my heart, are not compatible uh, because she tends to be very independent, and like that is very hard for me because I was very docile, docile with my mom. Mm-hmm. So uh, I mean, like you were talking about. Uh, I like about God and how you want to instill these faithful values. And with her right now, I'm having like this struggle in which I need, to, I need breaks my heart when she says, we go to church and she's like, but it's so stupid. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't want them to say those things. But I, and I know I'm aware, I know that part of that is me, but I don't have the strategies. I don't know how okay. to respond. Well, well, God bless you for being willing to, to admit that. Now, now Christiane, let me ask you a couple of follow-up questions here. Um, in terms of trying to share your faith at home, what do you guys do? That is another thing, and I am aware of it. My husband is Protestant, mm-hmm. uh, but we have raised the kids in the Catholic Church. She's ready. This year she will be doing her confirmation. So at the terms of sacraments, they have taken all of them. My husband is going through, like, a, I would say, like a spiritual thirst, for lack of a better term. I know. I'm sorry, you broke up. Your husband's journey. going through a what? Like a spiritual desert right now. Okay. And, like, uh, so uh, he used to come to church with us, and, like, as of now, he's not going. But, but let, me inter- let me interrupt you for a second, because I'm sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt, but, but, but um, I asked what oh. you guys are doing at home, and, and what you're saying is, you, you know, he, basically, what I'm hearing you say is nothing. Is, is that is that is that fair? No, actually, no. Like uh, as I okay. said, we love the church. I yeah, but that's not at home. I'm asking you: Do you guys pray at home, for example, or read scripture at Very, home? Or? I that is one thing that I like. The kids are starting to rebel against. Um, I mean, like in terms of those things. We are not, like, there's very much resistance as of now. What, but what are you doing? Yeah, what are, are you trying exactly? to do that? What are they resisting? What are you and trying to do in your I'm, house? What I am doing is, like, I pray. I go to church. I bring them with me. Right. Like, uh, in terms of, like, uh, what else, like, the extracurricular, if you want to call them, like, that activities in terms of, like, our faith, very little. Okay. That, that's right. That, that's, that's what yeah, I'm That's exactly what we're getting at. Okay. okay. Well, and, and thank you. That gives us a good place to start. So, a couple of things here. 
taking our kids to church is not enough, right? We have to live our faith in our domestic church, our home. And our kids, and this is, and when I said parents don't have to be afraid, what I'm about to share with you is why. And this is uh, backed up by at least three studies that I can think of um, with phenomenal data. Uh, it's, it's about as true as it can get in social science research. This is why parents don't have to be afraid. Kids are more likely to own their faith as adults when they are raised in households where the faith is the source of the warmth in their home. I'm going to say that again. (laughs) The research consistently shows, and and this research has just been available within really in the last decade or so, Um, but the research consistently shows that kids are most likely to own their faith as adults when they experience the faith as the source of the warmth, where boys and girls, in their home. It's not enough to take them to church. It's not enough to, to drag them to Catholic school. Those are good things. They can support and complement what you are doing at home. But if, you, if the faith is not experienced as the source of the warmth in your home, you will be fighting an uphill battle. On the other hand, if it is, I won't say you have it made because there's no such thing as a silver bullet, but I'm going to say that you have the deck, the deck stacked in your favor. So when we ask you, Christiana, what, what are you doing at home, that's what we're getting at. You know, there are ways that you, that you well, number one, the, the, the warmth piece. There has to be a warm relationship. There has to be, so when you say that you push, you and your 13-year-old aren't compatible, I want you to get that thought out of your head right now. Okay, compatibility is nonsense. Here's why I say that, because relationship is work. Relationship always takes work. Sometimes it's easy, sometimes relationships take a little less work, but all relationships take some work. And when you say I'm not compatible with somebody, that just means that it, it's harder work than I would like it to be. So when you say, oh, our personalities clash or we're not compatible, what that does is it, is it consigns your relationship to, the, to, to, the, to basically to a death sentence. It says, well, I'm never going to get along with this kid. We're just so different. It's not possible. So I want you to get that out of your head. You, you, God gave you that child. God gives us the kids we need. God gave you that child to grow you and stretch you in ways that you might not grow and stretch if it wasn't for that kid. That, that, that 13-year-old daughter is a gift to you, and I need you to put more time into your relationship with her. Get more one-on-one time with her. It doesn't have to be Disneyland all the time. It could be helping, it could asking her to cook meals with you. It could be... Something pleasant, you know, not like let's scrub out the garbage cans every single day. Although that can... That, but whatever it is. That too, uh, yeah, but yeah. just, you know, the idea of... We like cooking together. Let's bake some cookies together. Let's go for a walk together. It's finally getting, you know, nice in our neighborhood. Whatever that is, where you're just enjoying each other. That's really important because what happens when we lose our kids' hearts because everything is about, you know, rules and regulations and time schedules and limited time spent together, it's hard to have any influence in any area of their lives, but especially in, in a God relationship. So that's number one. You've got to recapture her heart by putting in the time and energy to rebuild that relationship, right? By doing little things with her that amount to, you know, building up that rapport, putting that emotional capital in that emotional bank account with your 13-year-old. Number two, you need to bring your faith home. You know, 
just, just and and we talk about we're running out of time, so so I'm going to shortcut this. But we we talk a lot about how to do that in our book, Discovering God Together: The Catholic Guide to Raising Faithful Kids. And I have to say, in your particular situation, where you're Catholic and your husband's Protestant, bringing your faith home by praying together, it's prayers that we can all pray together, grace before meals, just blessing the kids, just praying for each other's lives, reading scripture together. That's something that's shared in your two traditions, and will bring your marriage and your kids all closer yeah. together. And closer to God. There's no reason you and your husband can't do all of those things, right? So we have to go to break, but I just want to encourage you. The, number one, capture your daughter's heart by putting in the time to get one-on-one time with her and rebuild that relationship. Number two, let's start looking at ways to bring that faith home. Some of the examples that Lisa gave would be a great place to start. We talk about how to do all of that and more in Discovering God Together, the Catholic Guide to Raising Faithful Kids. We'll also be offering some more of those suggestions throughout the course of the program, so stay tuned or download the podcast if you can't stick around. Either way, we'll be giving you a lot more tips, but you've got to be living the faith at home, and kids have to experience the faith as the source of the warmth in their homes if you want your kids to have any chance of owning their faith as adults. There's actually another another piece to that faith as the source of the warmth in the home puzzle that we'll add when we come back from break. Plus, we'll be talking more with you about responding to your kids' faith struggles. Give us a call at 877-573-7825 if you're having a difficulty knowing how to respond to your kids' faith struggles. We'll also be joined by Bill Donahue, who's got some tips on how the theology of the body can help us respond more effectively to our kids' doubts, struggles, and concerns about God, faith, and church when more to life continues after the break. Hi, this is Brother John Bosco Mills. In our world, there are so many words and so many images, and they all have different messages, and they're giving us different messages. We need Catholic Radio because we need to hear the voice of truth, and the voice of truth is the one that tells us about Jesus and His Church. And Catholic Radio gives us that truth. The world needs EWTN Catholic Radio now more than ever. Brought to you by the nonprofit Seton Home Study. Hi, everybody. Dr. Ray Garendi here. You thinking about homeschooling? Seton Homeschooling, 40 years of experience, 17,000 current students, pre-K through high school. They provide the books, the lesson plans, the counselors, the grading services, the tests. That's right, pretty much everything. My wife and I use Seton, some of our children. I'll tell you this, two of them got perfect ACT scores in verbal. And overall, the Seton students scored more than 100 points above average on the SAT. Over 30% higher on English and reading on the ACT. It's a rigorous program. You want to give the very best to your kids? Trust me on this one. Go with Seton. It is a beautifully rigorous academic program. Go to seatonhome.org. That is seatonhome.org. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. I'm Dr. Greg Popcheck, And I'm Lisa Popcheck, And you're listening to the best of More to Life.
Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popcheck. I'm Dr. Greg Popcheck, and today on More to Life, our show is titled Pushing Back. As we deal with kids' struggles with doubts about God, faith, or church, and their tendency to push back against your attempts uh, to pass on your faith, beliefs, rules for that matter, give us a call if you're not sure how to respond effectively or much less gracefully to those challenges. 877-573-7825. Joining us right now, Bill Donahue of the Theology of the Body Institute is here to talk to us about some of his uh, experience with forming young people in the faith. Hey, Bill, welcome to More to Life. Good morning, Dr. Greg and Lisa. Great to be with you again. So you're a dad, and you also do a lot of work uh, with, with youth. What's been your experience in trying to help young people, uh, whether, you know, preteens, teens, adult, you know, uh, young adults, encounter their faith in a more meaningful way? Sure. You know, it's been probably 20 years uh, where I've been working with high school age or younger as well as university but um my experience personally and this is such a great topic uh both of you it's such a great topic because it's such a challenge for so many of us adults my experience was that we really have to um, let the faith speak for itself and it's as you're saying not by pushing it down someone's throat but by leading them into the space where they enter the story and it's attractive when i taught high school at an all-boys high school I really got the boys um, into the adventure of this faith, and I brought in cinematic events, stories, movies, great books, things that they were engaged with already at the level of the heart and their imagination. And I revealed to them that this underneath is our faith. It's our story. So the idea of being attracted to something because it's true, good, and beautiful, and then you flip it and reveal this is the story of our faith. But it is work to get them to that space. So give us one suggestion for how we can make the faith appear more attractive, especially when our kids are struggling with this. Yes. One thing that worked very effectively in my work with, um, I'll, I'll zero in on, on boys, though it's certainly open to girls, and this is also in my experience as a father with my four children, getting them into a story like The Lord of the Rings, for example. This is something that's constantly in my teaching and it's in my family life. When we identify with characters going through a struggle who are challenged or um, have to make a courageous act or put some trust in another person, uh, it's sort of this smuggling of theology. So uh, knowing great stories like Lord of the Rings is an opportunity to to reveal that this is a quick jump to our faith. Um, It gets them engaged in their imagination, and it also speaks to their heart that they also have to trust. They have to make acts of courage. Uh, It's really a kindling of a Catholic imagination that can be very helpful. Speaking of stories, another great story, of course, is our own story of faith, being able to articulate why God has been important in our own lives. We'll talk more about that when More to Life continues. But if folks would like to learn more about Bill Donahue's good work, you can go to tobinstitute.org. That's tobinstitute.org. Give us a call if you're struggling with pushing back your kids fighting you about God, faith, or church, or your values, give us a holler at 877-573-7825. Is it time for a nap? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. 
I have to admit something, I am a bad napper. Unless it's rainy outside, I rarely can catch a nap. But according to a recent study, habitual napping appears to be associated with larger brain mass in adults. This appears to be an important protection against neurodegenerative diseases like dementia. Other studies have shown that even 30-minute naps while at home or work could enhance learning, boost attention, and increase well-being and productivity. Some businesses are installing nap rooms and other spaces to catch a few Zs. Job one, however, is getting a good night's sleep in the first place. Good sleep hygiene, meaning about seven-plus hours of sleep per night, is still the best medicine. If you take naps, you have famous company. Leonardo da Vinci, Margaret Thatcher, George W. Bush, and Paul. Pope Francis, to name a few. For more on napping, yawn your way over to the Journey Strong tab at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. Father Benedict Groeschel. In the church, we speak of seven gifts. Wisdom, understanding, counsel, knowledge, loyalty, courage, and reverence or fear of the Lord. When I speak about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, And these gifts come, they give you the ability to go beyond your strength. If you're struggling to be a good person, a good member of your religion, you know it's a struggle and you don't always make it. I've been at it many, many decades and I still struggle and trip and fall and have holes in my socks. Struggling to be a good person, something that we need help at. And this help comes to us by these gifts of the Holy Spirit. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Hi, this is Dr. Greg Popchak. Ephesians 5.21 challenges husbands and wives to defer to one another out of reverence for Christ. In this scripture passage, St. Paul reminds us that while husbands and wives both have roles to play, Christ is the head of the house. You see, couples who recognize Christ as the head of their house are already cultivating mutual respect. Respect isn't just general politeness, it's much, much more. It's about making your default attitude toward your spouse one of fondness and admiration. Happy couples know that they each need to learn from the other's positive influence, call their spouse to holiness, and see the inevitable flaws in the other spouse's opportunities to grow in virtue. Cultivate fondness and admiration for your spouse instead of focusing on his or her flaws, and you will grow into a marriage that is truly exceptional. For more Catholic marriage guidance, visit moretoliferadio.com. A parent and raising kids can seem like the most daunting task in the world. And then you try to raise them in faith to love God? Wow, that sounds like it's just pushing too far. If you're struggling with doing that today, if you want your kids to have a relationship with God, embrace their faith, but you're not sure how to get them there, or they're pushing back against your values or your standards or the faith you're trying to give them, let us help you out today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and we're talking today about kids' struggles with doubts about God, faith, or church. We want to help you respond effectively and gracefully. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. 
888-528-2255. Let's talk now with Adam, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Arizona. Hey, Adam. Welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you? Hey, good good morning, Dr. Greg and Lisa. Uh, so my situation is, all right, so I'm, I don't live with my family because of work. I'm, um, I'm in the military, and we've just decided that, you know, that for stability reasons, um, the wife and the kids are going to stay, are going to live where they're living, and I'll just, I'll just globe trot every two years or so, you know, and come home in the middle of me. But, but uh, I say that to say this: um, about a month ago, I came home for you know one of my monthly visits, you know, and my daughter came out to me, you know, after I've noticed that she wasn't saying grace with the family that, you know, she's an atheist. And she's how and old now? Fourteen. Okay. Uh, and you know, you know, faith, you know, faith with my wife, you know, has been has been dicey at best. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, and I know I have a, I know I have a road, I know I have a role to play in this because you know there, you know I've, I haven't been, I haven't been faithful, you know, in, in the past, and she knows this, and I'm, I'm very devout, I. I'm a very I'm a, I'm a churchgoer, and she's mm-hmm. never and she will and my daughter will never outright um, accuse me of this, but but you know, but I can I can see that you know I can see the rational rationale that if Daddy is doing all this sinful stuff, and then where is God in all this? Well, I'm sorry. So I'm sorry. When, when you say Daddy is doing all this sinful stuff, what what are, what are we referring to here? Oh. Oh yeah, I've been I've been um, I've been unfaithful, you know. While okay, I was, I, um, I wasn't sure. I thought when you said unfaithful, I thought you meant that perhaps you hadn't been going to church for a while, but now you're back to church and you're trying. Oh but no, you're saying I, that you no, were unfaithful I, no. to your mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. yeah, and I and I and I go to church, and it's very hypocritical, and I can and I can see this, even though she will never outright accuse me of it. Where where is um, where is where is that now? Are are you past the infidelity? I am. And and you're, you're, you and your wife have worked through that stuff, then. Yeah, we're still working through it. You're still working through it. What does she? What does your daughter know about it all? Uh, she knows everything. She knows everything. Okay. Have and have you talked with her about it at all? I have. Okay. Good for you. I have. Um, and and you know, I'm. Yeah, and I'm and I'm and I'm kind of and I'm kind of struggling as to how to interject myself, especially you know with yep. the distance. I and I'm sure. What kind of contact? And I have some suggestions for you, actually. I, I, but what kind of contact do you have with her? I know you mentioned being home maybe once a month. Uh, what kind of contact do you have with her? And what kind of contact can you have with her uh, while uh, you're I, deployed? I call. I call home every day. Okay, good for you. And do you I talk to her every day? day? Two or three times a day. Okay, um, I don't talk to her every day because she's just not she's just not a phone person. But but at least at least a couple of times a at least a couple of times a week. You know, now now fourteen year olds are in different places. With it, does she have a phone that you could like she text does. her with? Okay, all right. So I've got some some suggestions for you here. Um, let let's start with the 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 uh, the, the general sort of uh, off the rack suggestions first. It, as I said. 
earlier, okay, kids are more likely to own the faith as adults when they experience the faith as the source of the warmth in their home. That's the first finding that all the research that, we, that was presented at the Symposium on Catholic Family Life and Spirituality found. The, the, the corollary to that is that when dads are the source of that warmth, when dads really take point on creating that warmth, then the likelihood increases exponentially that kids will own their faith as adults. So that brings me around to some suggestions for you here. You got to increase your day-to-day connection with your daughter, even though she's quote unquote not a phone person. I don't know a 14-year-old who isn't a phone person. <laughs> she might not want to talk on the phone. I get that. We've got a 13-year-old, and you say phone call, even like between friends, and they like all oh, roll their eyes. They don't want to talk to each other, but boy, will they text. So I, 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 but but when you do talk, when you do call home, you say two or three times a day. I would like you to to make sure, make a point of saying, hey, you know, where's my 14-year-old, you know, let me, let me just say, let me just say I love her. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a long conversation, but just, just have her mom put her on the phone and say, hey, honey, you know what? I just wanted you to know I was thinking about you and that I really love you. Mom said that you were doing this and such, and I wanted you to know I was praying for your test today or how did that thing go? Yes, it just make some contact every day. Make it warm. Make it loving. Let her know that you're praying for her. Okay, even if she's saying she's an atheist, just just you know, even pray for her right there on the phone. Lord, mm-hmm. bless my daughter's test tomorrow or this competition that she's got going. On. Keep it short, five seconds, okay? But 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 bring God into that conversation where you are letting her know that you love her and that you miss her and that you can't wait to see her again and that her concerns are in the, close to your heart and that only not only are you praying for her on your own but right there on the phone where you, Lord bless this situation with her, help her deal with this well. You know, the other thing I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw in here, Adam, and, and you need to take this to prayer because we've only talked to you for a couple minutes. You know the situation between you and your wife and your family better. But when you are home, you said you get home once a month or so. I, I, you've already told your daughter all this. Start praying as a family about the, the stress that's gone on in your family, about the fact that you're not perfect but you're striving, and ask her to pray for you guys, that, that your marriage would be healed, that your family would be healed out loud. Well, and, and okay, and that, that brings us back to how do you deal with the infidelity with all this? Yeah. You know, you said that, that she thinks you're a hypocrite. Here's what I want you to do, okay? since she knows about it all already anyway. I, I want you to say, you know what? I am. You're right. I am a hypocrite. I, 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 I sinned against God and your mom and you guys, and I'm really sorry. But what I can tell you is that... God has had everything to do with me giving that up and wanting to make this work. I know that you are angry with me and you have every right to be angry with me, but I need you to understand that if God wasn't in my life, I probably would keep I would probably still be doing those things because I didn't feel that they were wrong in my heart. Yeah, cuz I'm I'm a broken person like everybody and, and and I wouldn't have had the grace to move away from. And it was only because I found God again and in a deeper way, that God slapped me upside the head and said, what are you doing to your wife and your kids? And that is why I'm here trying to work on all this with you. So I understand that you're angry with me and you think I'm a hypocrite and maybe you're even angry at God, but I want you to understand that God has everything to do with why I'm here trying to make it work and why I'm here trying to show you how much I love you. So let's all pray together that God would get us the rest of the way. And, I, and if you refuse to pray with us, I want you to at least stand here while your mom and I and, and your siblings pray about this. And Adam, then you make sure you're actually doing the work. Because I, I know a lot of families in the military that are personal friends of mine. And whether their marriages work under that kind of stress and the added stress of what's in your relationship or not, 
is how much they're really putting effort into fixing those stressors and those problems, even if they're apart. It's, I got to be honest, one of the reasons we started the telephone counseling practice, because when couples aren't able to live in the same place, either because they refuse to because of problems or because of deployment or work situations, if they can get on the phone with a good marriage counselor from wherever they are and still make those appointments and still work on it, not only can they make their marriages better than ever through that commitment to really working on it, but what a witness and testimony that is to their kids. You know, we live in this really difficult situation. Dad's gone all the time. But look at the effort he's putting into making our family heal and hold. hold. That, that's a witness to God's yeah. grace right there. Last, last suggestion or two. Next time you're home, uh, you know, and I want you to try to facilitate a, a, some kind of a short family game. Don't make it a big production. Even a, even a couple of hands of Uno or something. You know, something that takes 10 minutes, okay? While you're doing that, you know, maybe you get a laugh out of your daughter, okay? And you say, hey, this was really fun. Can we figure out a game that we can play while I'm deployed? Like, just, just on your phone, maybe we could just kind of, you know, throughout the day, just stay in touch that way. Have her pick a game that she likes that you can play with her. and Stay in touch that way. The last resource I'm going to suggest to you is Discovering God Together, The Catholic Guide to Raising Faithful Kids, which is, I think, going to be a really helpful book for you for learning how to make the faith the source of the warmth between you and your kids, especially even though you're across the miles. There are a million ways you can stay yeah. connected. There are a million ways you can bring God into that. The more you do it, the more you're going to touch your kids' hearts. And you're going to bring them back to you, which will then bring them back to God. Don't despair, Adam. There is so much you can do as a faithful dad. And, and the last thing I'll leave you with here, look, we're all broken, fallen, sinful people. Sometimes as fathers, we screw up and we don't show our kids what a good faithful dad looks like. But what we can do is show our kids what a good, how a good faithful dad takes responsibility for his crap and puts it together and, and loves his family and, and becomes the man that God wants him to be in spite of that. That's your mission. God bless you, Adam. Thank you so much for your call. 877-573-7825. We're talking with you about the challenge of raising faithful kids, especially when they're pushing back and experiencing and pushing back, excuse me, and experiencing doubts about their faith, about the church, about your values and rules. Let's talk it out. How do we deal with that in a graceful, responsible, loving way? 877-573-7825. We'll be taking more of your calls after we come back from break. Stick around. Hi, I'm Father Wade Menezes from the Fathers of Mercy, inviting you to Birmingham for the free EWTN family celebration. It's Saturday, August 26th. Enjoy talks from your favorite EWTN radio and TV hosts, including me. You can shop at EWTN's religious catalog, attend Holy Mass, and be part of a televised show. There's even a Eucharistic procession through the streets of Birmingham. Go to EWTN.com slash family celebration to find out more and to register. I look forward to seeing you there. As a Catholic dad, I know how frustrating parenting can be, but it doesn't have to be that way anymore. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak from More to Life, inviting you to become a premium member of Catholic Home. That's CatholicHOM.com. It's an online community dedicated to supporting faithful parents like you. At Catholic Home, you can chat with our team of family life coaches every day, get expert support with discipline issues, self-care, creating a stronger marriage, living your faith at home, or just coping with the stress of being a Catholic parent in today's world. In addition to the personalized expert support you'll get as a premium member of CatholicHOM.com, you'll get 
get access to tons of creative resources, entertaining videos that teach your kids how to get along with each other and love the Lord, downloadable activities, monthly live parenting Q&As, a supportive community of faithful Catholic parents, and tons of other benefits, like my Bedatitudes podcast. Go to CatholicHOM.com today and become a premium member of the Catholic Home Community. Again, that's CatholicHOM.com. I can't wait to see you there. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Welcome back. We're so glad to be with you today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and we are taking your calls about the challenge of raising faithful kids, especially when they start pushing back uh, and maybe saying they don't believe in God or they don't want to go to church or they don't want to pray anymore or God's dumb, <laughs> faith is stupid. <laughs> Whatever you know. it is that's kind of making you cringe inside, want to like panic and dig a hole and hide in it. <laughs> we want to help you manage those situations gracefully and effectively. Give us a call, 877-573-7825. Let's talk with our next listener who's listening to EWTN Radio Online 2. Hey there, listener. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Hello? Yep. Yes, that's you. You're up. What's up? Hi. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. I really like your show. Thank I have you so four much. children um, in, from the ages of 18 to um, early 30s. We, um, they were all, well, not my youngest, but the other, the th- other three were homeschooled. Both their dad and I were very involved in a lay apostolate, and we were very involved in our parish community. And within a very short period of time, things started going downhill quickly. Actually, you know, kind of after Katrina, and their dad um, got involved with uh, another colleague at work, and um, we tried really, really hard to, you know, rebuild our marriage and make it work, and it didn't. So um, my ch- my older children especially were just devastated because the yeah. firm foundation that they thought they had just within a couple of years just fell out from under them, especially my older kids. They um, they started going to Catholic high school in eighth grade. And um, since then, basically the three older ones are, um, you know, when they come home to visit, they're very respectful. They, they pray with us. They go to Mass with us. But they've all just you know, just left their faith. Mm-hmm. I think I think they have faith, but one of them's gotten real involved in a young man who's was raised very differently. So politically, um, per, you know, they think very differently than the way they were raised, and it okay. and it crushes me. I know they don't go to you know, they, of course they don't go to mass. Or um, I know my third son says Jesus is Lord, which is you know, I'm very thankful for that, but. Um, it's devastating, and I I, I, I try not to worry because I, I try to claim the graces. Where, that where do things stand with your 18-year-old? Is he still home with you? 
Yes, he's he's, he's still home. And what's his faith life like? Know, it's good. He's a, a lay minister at um, the Catholic school that he goes you guys, to. And you guys pray together at home? He, yes. Yeah, you mentioned that when the older kids come home, they pray with you at home. I'm a, I'm, I just, maybe I missed something here. So uh, you went through, like, awful, right? You went through Katrina, you went through your husband's affair, and you said that you tried to put it back together, but it didn't really work, and yet you're saying they pray with you. Is your husband still present, and are you guys praying together? Like, where is the, the oh, relationship no, between the, you and him now? And I, I'm, I'm sorry. Their dad and I divorced okay. over 10 years ago, and... um I mean, they, my kids see how God truly is the redeemer, rebuilder, restorer of my life. And, and they see the joy of the Lord by the grace of God. And because I'm so thankful, you know, and they see what, what God did because I was so broken and devastated. I mean, this was just, I didn't have any friends that were divorced. I didn't have any family that was divorced. So they, especially the older ones, they saw all this and they, they see, um, they see all these things, but they're not practicing. You know, they don't, they don't, um, even my daughter, she doesn't even really think she believes in God anymore. So when you, when you talk um, to them I, about it, what do they say about why they've fallen away? I think, um, well, I don't really talk about it with them because it's so crushing to me. I'm afraid I'm going to start to cry and they don't want, they don't want me to cry. But I think that they, um, you know, they just, feel like they saw a lot of uh, phoniness, you know, like they just, what they thought was real sure. and solid just, 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 just disappeared. And, and it was, you know, very painful for, for them as well, especially my oh. older ones. They, sure. they were devastated. No, no, I, I completely and, understand that. And I'm sorry for, for, I'm truly sorry for what you've been through. I mean, you, Katrina was devastating enough. And then, and then you had your own personal Katrina. Yeah, exactly. The family. And, and I'm, I'm so incredibly sorry for, for what you had to suffer, uh, both personally and as a family. Um, I, I'm, you know, as, as, as much as you don't want to cry with your kids, um, I, I, you know, you're, you're surrendering your power by not being honest and open with them. You know, God can't use you to bring them back if you're not talking with them about this. I don't want you to lecture them. I, 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 I want you to, to ask honest questions. You know, share a little bit more about your story. You know, you say that they saw how God is a redeemer in your situation, how you were devastated after the divorce, but it was only God that kept you going. You, know, you want to look for opportunities to share that story. You know, throughout the course of the program, I said that parents don't have to be afraid about the culture at large because research consistently shows that parents are still, even in this post-Christian, hostile social media culture, still parents are the single most important influence in whether their kids go to a faithful adulthood. I shared with you already that when kids experience the faith as a source of the warmth in their home, and even in the, with adult children, if kids are experiencing the, source of the, uh, the faith as a source of the warmth in your relationship with them, that's going to be a big factor. We're going to talk more about that in a minute. Okay. Secondly, I, I said how, how, how important dads are in that equation, and unfortunately, you know, they, they can't rely on dad to be faithful in that, that. So that's off the table, I understand. The third thing, though, that the research pointed out, was that it's critical for parents to be able to articulate why their faith is important to them personally. They don't have to be doctors of theology. They don't have to know their catechism inside and out. They just need to be able to say, look, here's how God's shown up for me in my life, and here's why I believe. 
here's why, you know, even in the face of the struggles and things I've been through and the ways life has slapped me upside the head, you know, a million ways to Sunday, here's here's why I've really experienced God. It, 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 it can't be uh, light and fluffy. It can't be electric. It has to be real. It has to be personal. It has to be emotional. That's okay to cry because you know what? They've been through it too. And not crying about what your family went through on all these different levels would be disingenuous. But to be able to cry and say, this this was horrible, but look where I'm at now. This is how I'm feeling. This is how I'm healing. This is how I'm, I'm dealing with life. And it's all because God got me through or I would have been in such a state of despair that, that I wouldn't be here or at least not functioning well now. You know what? When we see great ministers get up or really effective people, you know what they do? They tell their story. And they're genuine about it. And if they cry halfway through it genuinely, that moves their audience even more. Well, you've got an audience who lived this, saw this, and has the same pain. And if you really want to show them how strong you've become because of God, allow yourself to be vulnerable and weak enough to talk about it If you do cry with them, just 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 reassure them and say, look, I'm not asking you to take care of me. Yes, I'm not asking point. you to take away good my point. pain. I'm not trying to make you. I'm just I'm I'm just being honest with you, and this is what's coming out. So just just let me have my own feelings here. I'm not. I'm still you. okay, even though the tears are coming. I'm still okay. But but you know, and it can't be just one massive conversation either. It's better if it's in little bites. You know, when you're when you're when they're talking with you about a struggle that they're having, just just say, I'm, first of all, empathize with them. I'm so sorry you're going through that. And then the next breath, Lord, just I don't know what to do for them across the distance, but I know that you can be there for them. And Please I know you've gotten us through stuff before and you've gotten me through stuff. Please help them get through this and be, be you know, in this situation with them. Lord. Amen. The five second prayer. OK, but but and then go back to. So what else is going on? Like, I mean, you know, just just don't make it an issue. Just bring God into the situation. Empathize with them and then let God touch their hearts there with your 18 year old. Make sure that when you're praying at home, you're praying about the, the real stuff that's going on in his life. And that, that you're talking every day about how, how has God shown up for him? You know, what, what did God do uh, in, in his life? And he might, he might, you know, even though he's doing apostolate work, um, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that he really sees God showing up for him personally. A lot of times kids do a lot of good things in the community, you know, and we think, ah, oh, that, 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 that kid's really got the faith. But, but they haven't really connected the dots for how God loves them in their hearts and how God is showing up for them and showing them his love. Uh, it's our job to help them figure that out, largely through all the way we pray with them, you know, making sure that we're uh, thanking God out loud together with our kids for the little blessings of the day, asking him for help for the challenges that we're facing, giving our kids blessings. Uh, we talk about all this, by the way, in Discovering God Together. And we break up the book into chapters that go from infancy through young adulthood because kids' faith, in fact, adult faith as well, evolves through different stages. And at every faith stage, a person needs different spiritual food in order to grow through that, those stages. If we're not giving our kids the right spiritual food, their faith won't grow. So Discovering God Together will walk you step by step through the things that, that all your kids need, even your adult kids. Uh, to really help you connect with them in a more meaningful way and, and, and ideally bring them back to church. The fact is that, that the older kids are still respectful. That's, that's great. You know, that's, that's less that you have to work through, less resistance you have to plow through. They're open. They just need you to help them connect the dots by overcoming your fear of breaking down and, and really letting God work through you by cultivating that warmth and connection with them and then bringing God into play in it. 
Thank you so much. I'm again. I'm I'm so heartbroken for what you've been through, but I know that God has uh, a graceful outcome for you if you trust Him and you walk forward in confidence and be the godly mom that He wants you to be. All right, folks. That's all the time we've got for today's program. Thank you so much for being with us and sharing a little bit of your stories and struggles. We hope that you've been able to benefit from some of the suggestions we've given on the show. As I mentioned throughout the course of the program. Most of the advice we've given today is drawn directly from our book, Discovering God Together, The Catholic Guide to Raising Faithful Kids. It's all about how you can help your kids experience the faith as the source of the warmth in your home, even if your home isn't perfect, because whose home is? Check it out, Discovering God Together, The Catholic Guide to Raising Faithful Kids. Of course, if you need more personal coaching about this or any other issue, check out more information about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's telephone counseling practice, where you can work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor to help you transform your marriage, family, or personal life. Learn all about it at CatholicCounselors.com and get out there and have a blessed day. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchek. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.